0: Thing, I think as VCs, you have to have a strategy. Our strategy doesn't allow us to chase logos. We need ownership. This culture we used to have around business class, family business, where people wanted to create wealth, not just name and fame. Right? Some of these young tech bro founders were very qualified, very sharp people. They need to aspire more creating wealth. Right? India is the only place where parents will go absolutely out of the way for even their 30-year-old kid to buy an iPhone. Media should be publishing the top 100 richest founders of India who have created wealth. Instead, we make a list of unicorn founders. There's such a big gap between the two. America is a developed country. You know why? Because everybody wants to build software for America. So we are all trying to working hard to make America efficient. If We have to reach anywhere. We need to invest in making
1: ourselves productive. Hi, this is Sridhar Aluwalia and welcome to The Neon Show. In 1999, our guest was the Assistant Manager of ICICI. Today, he is a founding partner of a VC firm that has raised more than $180 million across four funds. His firm was also one of the first investors in pioneers like Sugar Cosmetics and ShareChat. A warm welcome to India Quotient's Anand Lunia on The Neon Show. I would also like to thank our sponsors, Prime Venture Partners, for sponsoring the Neon Show. There is this uh, audience of uh, Raja beta Rani Baita. Hmm. A
0: single child So this single child, uh, he knows that I can't afford a house, so he gives up on the house. Hmm. Education loan, single child hmm. mostly parents will pay. Hi, right? So he doesn't bother. Hmm. So again, he doesn't demand for cheaper, good quality education. And then what this kid does, his aspirations are very high. Digital life is like hmm. on on steroids. So, he sees all these things on Reels and, oh. you know, social media, wants to replicate. So, this kid, income may not be very good. I mean, how much does, oh. like, you know, IT job pay? But he spends all of his money. And then he borrows on credit card. And he spends more. And then he asks his parents for gifts. Or her parents for gifts. Because credit card, worst case, parents will bail out. Oh. hai to, usko, to oh. mil jayega. <laughs> Raja beta Rani Beita, Kaader came
1: out. Raja Beita, Rani Beita, Kaader came out. Raja Beita, Rani Beita was a good culture that kids become independent People are still asking money till 30-35. 30-35, yes, absolutely, so true. Which is sort of
0: driving the economy, but it's messing up with the whole culture. Right. Hmm. We, we have a full generation of kids who are dependent. Hmm. And these kids say, my father has worked hard. And the parents always saved. Yes, yes, and India is the only place where parents will go absolutely out of the way hmm. for even their thirty year old kid the Raja, Raja, Raja money India. away from
1: their retirement to put it in thirty year old kid yeah. to buy an iphone they don't yeah. and they
0: also want the kid to grow up and take responsibility hmm. right
1: Here we don't have that, which uh so, that's why we don't we don't see enough kids in Mcdonald's Starbucks, yes. आप,
0: आप बिता, बिता class lower class kids of maids or drivers, right? They are spoiled. They will go to some local, some college. Many of these kids will get a cheap engineering degree. Now they've got a graduation. So they will never come back to the blue collar workforce, right? So the second generation of maid, absolute zero conversion to being a maid. Although maids are reasonably lucrative job right now, right? Nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to be a driver also. Hmm. Like they they, mostly they don't want to even do a do this delivery boy job also. All of these kids will hang around, search for something or the other, you know, or afford a cheap job in uh, IT services, mm-hmm. I, salaries are very low in IT services because, you know, huge supply for that. Yeah. So they want a white-collar life only, like you're saying. Don't want a blue-collar life. And they're spoiled. Even the maids and drivers, they also spoil the kids so much, right? And uh, so, yeah, we have a full spoiled generation right now. Uh,
1: so, uh, the dangerous thing is, this generation is not saving enough. They don't have to, know. Uh, Parents to. are
0: there. Oh. Till 30, there is no behavior. For saving, mm-hmm. And most kids feel that you know, I am a single child, maybe only two kids. Hmm. So I'll get the house my parents own. Or I'll get their uh
1: lol no, papa of <laughs> So credit card borrowing hmm. <laughs> They don't
0: the safety net is the parents. Hmm. They don't have to separately provide. And home to, okay, I'll stay on rent right now. Slog it out. But eventually the parents have a house. So I'm I'm good. Yeah. So there is full for a investor Or an entrepreneur, this is a good audience. Because this then again, like I said earlier, the expenditure people will do is not restricted by the the individual's income. It is about the income of the individual and the parents.
1: So sort of sort of you know (laughs) two X proxy for it. Absolutely. Two X proxy. Which is
0: which is why if you see Starbucks at a very high base of some eight hundred crore rupees grew a seventy one per cent. Year on year, right? It's a premium coffee. Starbucks per cup of coffee is more expensive in dollars than in US also. Like apparently 10-20% more expensive on dollar basis. Not purchasing power parity. Pure dollar basis. India is expensive. And yet it's growing.
1: So Starbucks' simple philosophy hai. they never trim down their $5 coffee. They so unki jo $5 US US, $5 Australia, yes. exactly so That's $5 in India exactly. In some countries like Turkey hmm. it is much
0: cheaper. Starbucks also. Achcha. But in India, they there are. is this spoiled generation, yeah. right? So they can afford, right? Not, uh, most, most other things, yeah. like Maharaja Mac or Mac, you're right. Mac is a mass market mm-hmm. thing. Hence, Mac has had to brought, bring the prices mm-hmm. down, right? There is a McDonald's index mm-hmm. that works. Starbucks mm-hmm. doesn't have an index. Because Starbucks is meant for the, the affluent spoiled kids who get a free US education, mm-hmm. come back to India and hang out in Starbucks. So, same thing, by the way, I'll show you, like, WeWork. So, WeWork has flopped, and, uh, not necessarily working in, uh, US. Mm-hmm. WeWork here is very popular, yeah. because it's an aspirational thing, right? Here, kaha kaam kar rahe ho? St- Status hai. Kaha kaam kar rahe ho? company doesn't matter, but I work in WeWork, right? So that aspirational thing about WeWork, Starbucks, mm-hmm. buying in Zara, all these things is, is what all these kids who go abroad, they come back, and they want to hang around these brands, at the cost of their parents. Mm-hmm. You know, no educational loan. So, to, for a founder, it's a very interesting opportunity. For the country, yeah, I think has to be solved. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, India Question has been around 10 years now. 11. 11 years, uh, and it's been a huge change because I was a founder when you for the raised the India Question mm. Fund one, right? Mm. Uh, that time, India Question cheque used to be 30 lakhs.
0: You it p- used to be very small, yeah. 50 lakhs, yeah. I Was
1: about. 30 lakhs yeah. because I remember. Kurofi, mm-hmm. one of my friend's company, India Question, was one of the first investors. We, no,
0: there we wanted to put uh, 1, 2 crores. Okay. There was no room. <laughs> but yeah, I think we put a small check because there was no room. But yes, the checks used to be average of 1 crore, 2 crore. Yes. On
1: the lower side, 30 lakh, 50 lakhs. No, 30
0: lakh, 50 lakh is where if, if I couldn't put. Okay. Uh, for example, share chat was a 50 lakh rupee check for 10%. That was the smallest proper check. Got it. We put fifty lakhs in IM jobs also, similar eight seven eight percent. But an average check would be um, uh, would be one crore two crore.
1: And today the check sizes are for are eight crores to fifteen crores.
0: Yes, it's become like one to two million. Same thing, same like you know set of people and all. Yes, it's become like that.
1: So has the startup inflation grown more than the normal inflation because the same asset you are getting at like almost. So very.
0: Interesting question, right? I think 10 years ago, we didn't know how big outcomes can be. And at that time, I would have said $2 million at a seed would be too much. But in 10 years, the country also has changed. So yes, to a large extent, up to 1 to 2 million seed, I think uh, the size of the outcomes, potential or certainty of the outcomes has also improved. uh, since where we are but the moment you go into a 3 to 5 million seed on a similar kind of idea it sort of gets into an expensive zone right i mean ultimately it's about creating a portfolio and you know ownership and all that so but 1 to 2 million i'm comfortable it's still so inflation has happened at the pricing but the outcome also has proportionately grown I think the ideal would be like half a million to a million. You're right, yeah. but but there is also so
1: uh, de- I developer wish, salary.
0: I know <laughs> with, with all what we have seen, I would love to be in 2012 again. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. salaries have, have gone up. Competition for deals also has gone up, right? We have very good quality younger funds like yours yeah. who now come into the market now. So a little bit of that too uh, has been there. Yes.
1: Can you share uh, the the list of IQ Fund One, Fund Two, Fund Three, and Fund Four? How big were they, and how many companies each? Sure, sure.
0: So first uh, fund was six million dollars, friends and family. Second fund also was friends and family, twenty million dollars. And uh, Fund One, uh, Fund Three was sixty. Fund Four is hundred and nine. So Fund One was an experimental fund, sure. largely uh, my personal money and friends and family. Uh, we did twenty checks. Average ownership was about 9%. Okay. And in companies like Sugar? Companies like Sugar, where we had a highly higher ownership. Uh, we got about 3 or 4 winners. IM jobs was 1, but yeah. low ownership. Did, and the company also was not a big outcome. 80,
1: a good outcome. crores, I, I think. Good hard.
0: outcome, yeah. but low ownership yeah. also.
1: Yeah.
0: And plus size was not good. Yeah. Although it was a leader in its niche. Yeah. Uh, lending cart belongs to my younger brother. Yeah. So... I shouldn't even count because it was a 2% ownership. Okay. So while well, the company has done very well, so we the sad part was that out of the the 3-4 winners we got, and we got a company called 91Mobiles where there was no buyer, yeah. the company did a buyback. So Sugar thankfully bailed out the whole fund. Lending cart was meaningful, yeah. but low ownership. Uh, IMJaws was a category leader, but l- small size of outcome. And 91Mobile, same category leader, but small size yeah. of outcome. So, the lesson learnt in fund one, for modeling perspective, you have to have high ownership, even ownership, right? You can't have a fluctuating, somewhere 2%, somewhere 10%. Model, you decide, okay, my ownership is 10, it's 15, or it's 5. Stick to that, across the board. Second is, every outcome has to be a big outcome. There is no such thing as a moderate outcome. For example, if you start aiming for some SaaS companies at 20 million outcome M&A, and some at 100 million IPO, it it won't work. Because you don't know where your winner is going to be, yeah, right? And winners one thing we learned again after fund one was winners will be ten percent only. So two in uh, two or three in portfolio of twenty is like a fantastic performance. Fund two similar twenty million, but we discovered ShareChat, which again, while we diluted because of a small fund and we couldn't put more Plurita, uh started with ten. Uh but that's become like a sizable this thing. We put some more money in sugar, which is another interesting way of fund modeling, where at least Series A occasionally you can take a bet again. And then we have two, three other, there's a company called Okter, there's Fab Alley. So outside ShareChat, the fund will do about 4-5x. And with ShareChat, hopefully, depending on where we eventually exit ShareChat at, we'll do a double digit multiple on that. uh, with about some 40%, 50% error over a sizable period. Fund 3, we realized that, Twenty companies on a safe portfolio because fund size became 60 million. Yes. So we said let's do more companies, and the target was to do 30-35 companies. We ended up at about 28 because it was a sort of a bubble period. Everybody suddenly raised a follow-on round, so we, <laughs> ran, out we of, ran out of product. We <laughs> ran out of <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's stop it. Uh, and what, what happens in a fund modeling? I love love actually investing where you would do 30-40 companies in a portfolio. Yeah many of them die let them die yeah. because eventually number can of can
1: you hold that double digit equity percentage in 30 40 companies no i
0: can't which is why i want a lot of them to die i don't want everybody to raise series yeah. a right you feel happy that everybody yeah. raises series a yes. because you know, <laughs> because yeah. uh, you can show to lps yeah. and feel good oh, all my companies they they don't right 8 10 years later you know if if uh, l- law of averages is correct for you and, you know, you are a good investor, you will have uh, three or four winners. So why do it in everyone? Yeah. You'd rather have a uh, portfolio which dies sooner and uh, funnel becomes uh, narrower, much sooner in yeah. series A than to say everybody is series A in a bubble, everybody is series B, everybody goes to unicorn, then now they all die. Yeah. Then your proleta money is like waste. You don't even know, right? Uh, so, yes, I, I feel that, uh, ProRata will be difficult, but if you have a 50% graduation rate, which is reasonably healthy, and, uh, you will dilute to probably in India, I feel you'll dilute to 50-60% of your original shareholding at the time of exit. Maybe less if founders don't dilute a lot, because you can do Proeta to 3 rounds, and then you have to start and those
1: 28 companies, which are the current top 3 or 4 companies?
0: So we have about 12 companies, Siddharth, which are past series B. Okay. right? Uh, now I know that I won't have 12 winners. right? So yeah. I still know. <laughs> I'm very, very hesitant to say that. Sure. Maybe we'll have 5 winners instead of 3-4 uh, that we hoped for. So we have Vyapar. We have uh, FleetX. We have these two SaaS companies. We have Pagar Book, which is another SaaS company. Web Engage. All these are high ownership yeah. deals for us. Uh, in consumer, we have a company called Friend. Yeah. Profitable, doing very well. They would do like, uh, 12, 15 million run rate revenue, uh, f- pure digital revenue. We have Cuckoo FM. Again, phenomenal, yeah. uh, company. Uh, we have, uh, uh, local, hyper local news. Yeah. Again, one of a kind. Competitors are dead, you know, uh, and uh, then we have some consumer companies like uh, uh, GrabHouse, sorry, uh, uh, Jiva yeah, and Rapidbox. Uh, I think I'm missing one or two companies. Uh, in B2B, we have uh, trading. We have a company called Global Fair, okay. which is doing very well. And we have a B2B company called Agrim uh, Wholesale. So this is a list of companies. Some of the younger companies like Clarity is another company which is peer-to-peer uh, mental health. But peer-to-peer, they've also done very well, uh, although they're they, one of the last companies in fund three. So I think all in all, out of 28, probably half or more are in the mix right now. Uh, most of them past series B stage. And uh, bracing myself, because I know that it looks rosy, but something will still crack. Uh, if it doesn't, we'll probably have another real great outcome. But uh, it's a 60 million fund. And my modeling says I need only three or four winners because our, our ownership is still decent.
1: 10% yeah. above in each per company. I'd by say. and large,
0: yes. In a few, we sadly had to dilute yeah. because ran out of money. Uh, but by and large, yes. I, I say, uh, if it was even 10, 12, I would say we're very happy. But in some, we are at 15, some, we are at 6, 7. So, yeah. Okay.
1: So in in fund one, right? It was a 6 million fund. Yes. And you have returned, uh, I believe, 40 million Net to
0: the LPs? Let's say, yeah. in Indian rupees equivalent, yes. We've returned uh, 6x, 5.9x net to the LPs. And this is to just sugar? No. Some money came from sugar. Some came from lending cards. Some came from IM jobs. Some came from uh, 91 mobiles. So, I would say, however, sugar would be probably like 5.5x, only 1.5x from everything else. Yes. That's true. So, there is a power law about who succeeds. Yeah. But within that power law, there's another power law. <laughs> okay. There's another power law. So out of your four winners, yeah. one winner will be outsized. And and if you go to any big portfolio, yeah. so Sequoia, when they invested in WhatsApp, that vintage, WhatsApp outcome will overpower every other winner. Yeah. Uh, so for example, fund two is marked up at 6x. but uh, So take 10x. But 6 out of that 10 is share chat. So, so there's a power law within the power law also. So only like... Uh, uh five winners out of twenty uh 20, sorry, about like about out of twenty four or so, but out of those five one is disproportionate uh that I think will will be true for uh, and this is a very power law business and power law can be like infinite right and the power law again uh it basically means that to come back to your point about ownership right just imagine there's a power law within power law yeah. and uh, the company which beats the power law. You have the smallest holding. Then, then you are screwed. <laughs> <You're> screwed. <laughs> so there is no point in discovering, right? You are, you, it's a vanity logo then. Yeah. So you have 1% in that power law outlier, <laughs> but it actually doesn't return money. Okay. Right? Uh, it may help you uh, maybe sell yourself to some first-time fund investors. But uh, for genuine LPs who actually scan through a portfolio, it should, shouldn't matter much. And it wouldn't make you wealthy. So same thing, I think as VCs, we'll, uh, you have to have a strategy and I think our strategy doesn't allow us to chase logos. We need ownership. We are not chasing brands and you know, many a times very good quality teams and people we like, we have to let go because of that. It's always good to have like the best founders in your portfolio, right? Yeah. It makes a, uh it's portfolio shine. Looks, Yeah, shine, right? Bright and shiny, yeah. like a rock star. Yeah. Oh my God, how did you get into yeah. this round, right? No, I think uh, that uh, you have to be comfortable with that ignominy of missing out on all the good rounds, sitting in the middle of Indira yeah. when all this action is taking yeah. right around you. You still have to say no to that. We just said no to a very good founder because, you know... Uh, the
1: expectation was... Uh,
0: and somebody else give a bigger this thing. Maybe we could have joined with a smaller round, but no, wouldn't. It was
1: not allowing the fund dynamics.
0: And I think there is a slippery slope when you say, oh, I will do as an exception. There is no exception. I mean, then it becomes the norm. And a deal is a deal. It takes away the same attention. Yeah. Unfortunately, an experimental checks also gives you satisfaction. You okay, have well, done something. You stay away. It puts the pressure on you. You okay, no, dude, <laughs> you haven't done anything uh this 5% ownership or 3% ownership doesn't count for much so let's not do it just don't don't fool your mind into uh, this uh, i think you
1: were one of the first funds to carve out an experimentation bucket called first check right out from the start right
0: we needed to do that uh, i think same reason uh experimentation is important for you to learn yeah so but we carved it out separately we didn't want it to uh, i still feared sometimes that uh, some of these experimentation, even at a st- institutional level a carve out level, can still be distraction, uh, unless they're fully independent. So, yes, I think it worked very well. It, it doesn't clutter my, uh, fund portfolio. The fund portfolio, the bar of ownership. Also, so that for us, the bar for ownership is driven from another dynamic. So, we are doing small deals. Yeah. In today's age, 1 million is a small deal. But each partner, each GP does only three deals a year yeah. on an average. So there are three of us, maybe, uh, some of the VPs will pull in a deal or two. So as a team, we can do 10, 12 deals a year yeah. at most. Usually we do single digit deals in a year. And, and each, each GP, each partner will say, Oh, I have to do only three deals a year. What all do I optimize? I optimize quality, market, everything, pedigree of founder. Or ownership. And ownership right you can't skip ownership because you know that you're supposed to do only 3 yeah. you can do 4 nobody will complain you can do 10 for that matter but you know that if i do only this many deal and and for pre- 11 years we we've known that 3 4 deals a year per person is the ideal number to maintain discretion the moment you start doing 10 deals a year it sort of then uh, you can't can't uh, uh, can't really maintain the same quality your brain is i mean yeah. some people are wired like that uh, It's easier to do 10 series C deals or series B deals. They're more analytical. Gut feel, you know, you have to. uh, So, so to that extent, That's another reason that sometimes you have to actually collectively say, oh, dude, we can't always solve for ownership. So, in some companies, we've accepted a single digit, high single digit, because, you know, you can't get stuck also. sometimes Some companies may be worth, you know, because of the pedigree of the founders and some of those factors. And maybe you hope, like hell, that you can do a little bit of super great also, yeah.
1: sometimes. Right now, you, let's say you took some bets in SaaS, other categories, right? There you are not optimizing that I want to get in the best companies. There you are also optimizing for my ownership criteria should be met. That means you have to be a single fund on the cap table. No.
0: Uh, well, one, we are not single fund. There are other people also there. We don't like splitting a deal between three people, hmm. maximum two funds. Three-way split is very rare for hmm. us. Uh, but I think we're not optimizing. It's all hindsight, right? How do you know that I'm missing the best companies? So my answer to that is being very selective. We have a large team, 10 people investing team, hmm. doing only 10 deals a year. Three partners, two VPs, yeah. four partners now, Kanika. Uh two VPs, hmm doing only 10 deals a year hmm. so yes we let go of many high pedigree founders yeah. that we do or many expensive deals but because we do very few per person
1: we'll still maintain the bar is high yes. bar
0: is very high we so many deals that we have left hmm. many other funds peer funds have gone ahead and done uh, no the bar is equally high uh, yes, what you can say is some of the, like, storied deals or fancy deals we let go of mm. because we can't afford. But I think, you know, I mean, we love returning founders. We have done so many of our own returning founders, but there's no guarantee that returning founders are a secret to success executive. or top corporate executives are returning, like, you know. Or your CXO of a big unicorn. Irrelevant.
1: We have seen so many of
0: so many, 10 yeah.
1: million, 20 million round sales. Hence, hence, I don't feel
0: that pressure that I am letting go of a popular deal. Hence, whatever I am doing is not a good deal. Never felt like that. Uh, on the contrary, I think uh, popularity of a deal or credential driven deal is usually will cloud all your other judgment. So, you have to remove credential. And uh, I think value can be created, and, and we sometimes you've taken shots in the same space against a credentialed founder, and uh, our companies have done well. So, for example, if you look at founders of Vyapar, for example, not a credentialed founder, yeah. right? And uh, had enough competition, and you know the companies yes. around Vyapar and all right, very high amount of funding also, hmm. multiple companies competing in Vyapar. They've all given up the market. Right? Uh, and we are probably still standing. So sometimes, uh, you know, uh, some of these popular, storied, uh, credentialed teams and credentialed ideas
1: is not a guarantee for absolutely product no, market absolutely no. not for scale.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that, you know, particularly when the business needs a three-year, four-year discovery phase for PMF, hmm. then being too sought after by investor actually works against you. So, you know, I, I am happy to take a bet saying, okay, this is a good space. This guy is going to open up the market, create awareness, but not have a good product. So can I build, invest in a builder yeah. who will do the reverse while the other person is educating the market? This guy will simply build a good product and find a better product to offer. You can take a bet. Right? We've done that and it works. Even, even Shachar itself, for example, right? went through that. Uh, and uh, did very well. So, it's not, I think, uh, uh, thankfully, India is a large enough country that we don't have to worry that every space will have only one winner. You, know, you, can, you can have two or three in practically every space, every segment.
1: So, what I think India question stands out for today after, let's say, 11 years, in talking about external brand hmm. perception, that you guys understand consumer really well. That's the perception. Yes and you are able to spot exceptional companies by first-time founders, right? Not celebrities, by first-time founders uh, when I very, start, very early.
0: When I started, I didn't have the money for storage founders, but now of course, half of my uh, portfolio is returning founders, half of it. Uh, and uh, like I said, Many founders have simply actually sort of given us a India quotient premium ownership because (laughs) also because what I promised to them, Siddhartha, is that I'll do only three deals a year. And uh, I know I'm taking, giving you a smaller check than what you hope for, but you are very important to me. Uh, And also I bring a lot of patience for years and years, which most other funds don't have. And... uh, uh, for us being enough for for in the market, we don't have to prove anything to yeah. to LPS, and thankfully, right, we're a good space. So we actually give a lot of, and we're a small partnership. So it's not like you know I am competing with my other partners to become a more senior MD. Yeah. No competition, also, right? So I'm happy to say, okay, dude, here is the money, here is the patience. Let's relax. Let's not do like quarterly reviews of where yeah. we are and when the next round is happening. Let's simply build. Uh and people love working with us for that. Uh, to come back to the consumer part, right? I think particularly consumer needs a fresh perspective. Consumer businesses are not built by a playbook. Maybe some businesses, for example, starting a credit card company, they're a, a person who's done a credit card business yeah. with an advantage. The complex business and but consumer businesses usually, uh, thankfully, don't need domain expertise. And but uh, thinking of a different thing is like, you know, people need to be bold. The younger people are much bolder. But there are some areas where we have gone adjacent to consumer, which look like B two B. For example, Rappar.
1: And that was, I was coming to another thesis, right? So nobody had a thesis for B two B SaaS for SMEs in India, and you had this. Though we are so the only fund that had the thesis that we'll back like hopefully 10 companies. other
0: companies are coming around when I started the fund I had only one major thesis two major thesis sorry one major thesis was content in Indian languages and we we'll say we will do 10, 20, 30 companies over 10 years right? and we played that we have the biggest portfolio of content yeah. companies ShareChat and Cuckoo FM and local and friend and you know these are like some of the yeah, good outcomes I, I think
1: there are 36 other names that nobody knows about
0: nobody knows about and we have many we are adding. <laughs> we Hopefully, if all goes well, we'll do yet another uh, company okay. in this era. We'll do another in the same space. Uh, then we said we'll do fintech, right? And uh, we tried a few things. Payments, we couldn't do much. We did a few. Lending, we've got some success. But then we said, okay, what's our next thesis, right? Uh, and suddenly, our experience with consumer, our experience with lending, we realized that the SMB SaaS, and the decision makers for small businesses, medium businesses, uh, particularly where the owners decide, Yeah. Right? that the behavior also has changed there. Now, at a micro level, people were willing to buy software. They're already buying Prime TV. They're buying Hotstar. They're fully leading a fully digital life.
1: So B2C SaaS is already in play, you're saying?
0: Yes. For them, their personal life ka SaaS is there already. right? So they will, of course, want the same convenience in their business also. The other good part is that there's a government push, there are government shocks, like GST is a shock, yeah. uh, the the demonetization is a shock, COVID is a shock. And I said, okay, this guy's already open, plus there's a shock therapy sadly going on in that market. Yeah. Economic cycles are shocks there. So I said every shock will lead to more and more adoption of software. People are already willing, already comfortable. And we said, can we extend this thesis into businesses? And that's working out very well. We said, okay, now, now look at a macro perspective. This is micro behavior level. At a macro level, if India has to be the third largest economy in the world, yeah. I, America is a developed country. You know why? Because everybody wants to build software for America. Yeah. The whole world, us people in Israel, Eastern Europe, you know, China sells sends cheap goods. So we are all trying to working hard to make America efficient. American companies should have a lot of software. Should be very productive. And the whole world is helping America become productive. Yeah. Yeah. Hence they are a developed country all of us are working to make them productive. If we have to reach anywhere, we need to invest in making ourselves productive yeah. also. Now Indian companies thought originally twenty years ago or ten years ago that they will become productive by consuming American software. Yeah. It won't work. Too expensive. Hmm. Salesforce, hundred and fifty dollars a month is <laughs> too expensive. You yeah. know the numbers. See yeah. that. We just can't afford. Our our income levels are so low. Yeah. So even when businesses want to adopt software, the biggest challenge is cost today. And Americans, see, software, you can't reduce price. Facebook can come to India because it's a free software. Yeah. Microsoft uh, can't really say, oh, I'll reduce my cost by 10x to yeah. be affordable to Indian. It's international pricing. That leaves a room for Indian companies. And I'm saying at a macro level, forget India. And my thesis when I started, I was looking at India. I quickly realized with some of the companies like WebEngage, uh, and even Book went to Bangladesh's betan book. We'll, okay. we'll go back again there. We really think that there's a good market there. Uh, rest of the world, Southeast Asia, similar income levels. Vietnam, Bangladesh, yeah. Philippines. Africa, even lower income levels, right? Latin America, similar income levels. All of these countries can't afford the expensive Silicon Valley Yeah. Prices, right? Maybe Japan can, maybe Europe can, South Korea can. Other countries can't afford. So, everybody in the world, as they digitize, needs cheaper software. Now, talent pool, where is the talent pool for for building this cheaper software? India is the only country, thankfully. We also have a large domestic base. So, I feel that next 20 years, the rest of the world, the world which is not in the Developed countries yeah. will be digitized by India. The developed countries will digitized by America. Granted. The next wave is ours because we are the only talent pool. Yeah. Uh, and I see that then now you define like this. Now we have 20 years of work. Right? We have to be healthy now. So <laughs> long, long job to do. So that's the way I'm thinking of thesis and, and this realization for us actually opened up our minds. We, we should not see that, oh, will Indian companies do 100 million revenue? Why should I not do uh, India to US because it's easier to do 100 million revenue there. Uh, I agree with you. But the companies I built here in India will be category leaders. Even a 50 million, 100 million revenue company will be number one, Vyapar yeah. will be number two company probably, maybe number one, we might pip tally at some point, Pagabu can become number one, FreeTest can become, East number one uh, automation software in India, right. WebEngage can become like a top two software companies in India. We will have category leaders. Plus, after 10 years, they will be in a growing and large market globally as against making software for the American economy, which we don't know where it's going in the next five years. Right. So I feel that, yes, today for an entrepreneur, maybe the American opportunity, you know, immediately sounds in the near term revenue problem, yeah. solves easier. But if I take a 20-year view, I, mean, I think, uh, India may not be a very big consumer of software today, but when we'll exit these companies, 10 years, India might actually be a very large consumer and the timing will, for exit will be fantastic. And timing for entry is great because nobody's focusing Nobody on that. focusing on Absolutely. that. <laughs> I, I'm loving it. I can't have enough. Yeah.
1: You have, I think, 10 B2B SaaS for SMEs and you can't company. have enough. <laughs> <laughs> right. What are the other theses like, uh, Sugar and Givar, your large D2C? Portfolio now. Good
0: what was question the there? Uh, D2C brands, we have always said that in India we need large categories and usually category creators. So sugar created the category of color cosmetics. Color cosmetics, you know, in India lipstick used to be only an evening party thing.
1: Yeah.
0: But because we invested in social media, we had a company called Roposo, if you remember. Yeah. Instagram sort of came in into India in the 2011, 12, 13, 14 kind of era, right? Yeah. So, Instagram suddenly changed the need of a lipstick. Lipstick was not for going out in the evening. Lipstick was like throughout a... Throughout the day. Throughout the day. And you had to change the shades. And you could end up picking a picture anywhere. And uh, that changed the way lipstick was perceived. You, you would wear a bold color in the office. It sort of became an expression of, yeah. you know, your identity or or your being a woman and suddenly, and then there was a similar culture we saw in Korea and Singapore and all, like, well, all sorts of colors. Right? It was no longer like the, which shade of pink are you using, yeah. right? And that said, okay, Sugar was the first company to capture that whole wave and ride it and create that whole category. Of course, there were a few others, but we connected the best with the audience. Uh, Jeeva, for example, is creating a silver jewelry category. So what happens with was that we like precious jewelry as a country. And we see it as both as a store of value and uh, ornament right? yeah. uh, to show our prosperity, wealth and all of that. Between 2000, I think I'd say 2015-16 to 2019, gold prices sort of doubled. Yeah. Okay. Gold was already expensive. We've already spoken about uh, white-collar salaries are not increasing. Yeah. Right? Tech salaries are flat for last 20 years. Yeah. So suddenly the affordability of gold goes out of the whack. Incomes are not increasing at the rate of gold the recent years. And a lot of underlying money for precious jewellery was moving to silver. Yeah. And that was the big macro thesis. And suddenly when you go and see, oh my God, the country doesn't have a single silver jewellery brand at all. We don't have it. And uh, phenomenal. I mean, we were able to go, let's say, the, one of the fastest company uh, in D2C brands, they're like, Almost, uh, some 25, 30 crores of revenue. Monthly. Monthly net revenue, right? Uh, offline and online. Of Online there's a problem and we'll talk about that also. Why, you know, monopoly of Google and Facebook is screwing the D2C brand space in India. But, uh, but offline we could go. It's expensive to go. But we went and we captured, we, that, that, that silver jewelry can become a 10,000 crore rupee brand. We, we are not. So we feel that we we we'll probably have brands which can do like a few thousand crore revenue at least a thousand crore revenue and hence we have done fewer
1: you have done mostly these two are notable i don't know about the we've others.
0: done a company called rapid box okay which is bringing the flavor of sneakers but under 1000 rupees so sneakers are expensive and the younger generation wants to wear sneakers rapid box are great sneakers this guy couldn't solve for importing so he actually started building his own sneakers and uh, but under Rs. one thousand rupees. Uh it's a big market. Again, market can be like thousands of crore yeah. rupees. So we said the bar for outcome and we spoke about mm-hmm. it, right? For a D2C brand to sit in the portfolio has to compete with a sugar, sorry, compete with a lending cart or compete with a share chart in outcome. Yeah. Hence the revenue required the thousand crores. Has to be <laughs> and there are few. I feel that I was last four or five years I was skeptical about the size of outcomes of many of these premium brands. But we just spoke about the Raja Beta, Rani Beta phenomenon. Yeah. And I say that now I feel, you know, increasingly, that maybe we should stop worrying about the per capita income. I think the the purchasing power of these kids is much higher than the income. Yeah. So maybe there is, you know, because iPhone is the f- fastest growing phone in the country. And it keeps becoming ex- expensive. We pay double whammy, dollar rate. Problem plus, plus iPhone keeps becoming expensive. But it's still the fastest growing. Yes. So I feel maybe, if you take a 10-year view, maybe there is room for some premium brands also.
1: Luxury brands created out in like, of India. Like out of Forest India. essential for example.
0: Yes, you know. And some of these brands were stuck for a little bit. But suddenly, as people stopped buying houses, everything they earn is disposable. Yeah. And suddenly, the disposable income is like, doubled or trebled in the last three, four years. People just don't buy an apartment now. And that's like, you know, all people don't marry. So no obligation. People we are marrying in the 30s now. But yeah. so suddenly the disposable income is large, right? at least in the short run. So I think we have an opportunity of creating premium brands also. I'll mean, give an example of a company called Mokobara. They just, offer, they have a showroom below our office, right? Yeah. Uh, it's so popular. Yeah. And you see Mokobara everywhere, you know, and, and Ash Dilani, some are a great friend of mine, he invested. I was skeptical three years ago about Mokobara. And wow. today, like, okay, wow, it looks like a...
1: Uh, They're again touching, like, 30 crores. In
0: yes, but it looks it. like a great pick because yeah. suddenly, you know, Indian kids want to own a Tumi, yeah, and uh, this is the closest they can get to, you know, uh, to that. So, there's an aspirational value, and I think kids will go outside their budgets to buy some of these things which can show. Right? So, vanity and luxury... Uh, I think in India, it's less of luxury, more of vanity. So <laughs>
1: so we have covered four theses of yours, right? The first was content where you went, let's say, I'll back as many as possible content startups creating local content from India. Yes. Content in like, or social behavior? Content or social behavior from India because it's a very large population. 1.4 Complex million people. Complex population,
0: yes. And it has uh, enough variations and uh, it will, most cases, it will not be possible for global giants to... Instagram and...
1: And Facebook will not be able to. And
0: they're it. also corporate companies now. Yeah. And I think innovation will keep, keep happening. Just imagine 1.4 billion consumers. We don't know. We haven't seen. It looks like you've seen the last of the social ideas. Yeah. But we might have a new idea on so, social media. It'll keep coming. Uh, we spoke about uh, B2B. B2B
1: SaaS created yes. for SMEs. We spoke about FinTech, the, yes. the lending portfolio that you have. And the last we spoke about D2C. Any other thesis that we have missed there where you are big believers in?
0: B2B, I believe in platforms also, besides software, right? Same behavior, right? People are willing to transact. Small
1: businesses, large number of small businesses willing to transact
0: with each other. If you you can bring a large number of businesses under one platform, and the same behavior they show in terms of buying software will be in buying other things online or or selling online. Uh, FinTech, I believe, is a bigger bucket than lending. Our successes have come only in lending. Yes. Uh, but I feel that a lot more has to be done. There's enough happening. There's a lot of creative energy in traditional businesses like Bajaj, uh, or in, uh, entrepreneurs in the consumer side of see credit cards and, you know, variety of yeah. ways of lending, uh, or payments, a very cre- uh, creative way of solving those problems. I'm now focusing on the B2B part of fintech. You know, we've had a few like RazorPay, but I think the B2B rails, uh are yet to be built in many areas now. And uh, for example, there is this very little known company called IEX, Indian Energy Exchange, yeah. right? It's a phenomenal company and focuses on a very niche segment of uh, trading of power. Yeah. Uh, monopoly, uh, profitable and uh, very highly valued. So I think there will be niches like those. Uh, we We are hoping to capture some of those niches for example, trading for for uh, mass market is one piece, uh, zero, et etc. But there will be other use cases in those segments which are B2B and enterprise. Yeah. I and mean, we can we're looking forward to those. Uh, it's the, the, Some of these are not uh, as easily describable because they are complex domain cases. But mentally, you would be open saying that India is going to be a large economy. Uh, for example, in FinTech Infra, the revenues look low right now, but fintech is emerged like a good space for multiple companies to be created. And earlier we used to think that only US or West will have these companies. Yeah. We can have many in India also.
1: And how what's your research process like for understanding the 1.4 billion population? Because this has been ongoing for the last 11 years, right? Where do you draw your insights from?
0: From my existing portfolio companies, you know, very grateful to the founders, uh, talking to people like you. This is insight for me because everybody, every time I am forced to answer something, you have to think. Uh, the questions are very insightful. I always love, uh, when you, you face a question. Uh, we, we have set up ourselves for a perpetual research machine. So we, we're not really worried about putting a precise number to something. It's irrelevant. Large country. And we can only do what India can achieve, right? So if Indian economy is capped, outcomes are capped, so be it. I'll raise a smaller fund. So we're not worrying about size of the market. We're focusing on the insights of the market. What's the angle, right? And hence, you keep talking. We sit, you come to our office, we sit in a den, space like this around the table. Uh, It's like a treasury bench. Everybody talks to everybody. People want to do some personal work. You Then you go in a corner, It's not a people sit into their cabins and we sit in the open, we go to cabins to talk. So what you're arguing or debating all day about is a good market, bad market, you know, what is working? Let's look at some underlying behaviors relatable. For example, I spoke about, you know, what's happening with the Raja Beta phenomenon. The moment you get that concept there, then all the market about luxury brands and, you know, you know, the, the, the family CTO then becoming the business CTO because running the business also. Yeah. All so once you have that fundamental level clear, right? We have to align our insights and our our ideas and businesses to such underlying cultural wave. I'll give you another example of another insight and you know so we just discuss problems here, you know, what's going on. Like you know, everybody has a maid problem. Everybody has a driver problem. Yeah. Why is it happening? Kids are going to schools. They don't want to come back and work as a maiden yeah. driver. It's good for them. But what is it doing to the rest of the economy? It's becoming increasingly expensive to hire a maid. Yeah. So what are people doing? Cooks are expensive. They order from Zomato. We're seeing that. Drivers are expensive. So most people are now doing carpooling, yeah. Uber and all. Because it's really now, we're like America. Yeah. Only the rich can ha- afford a full-time nanny, full-time cook and a driver. Yeah. That will be like real privileged thing to, already today. right? 10 years later, it will be unaffordable unless you're super rich. Yeah. You, you will not have any such thing. So, that suddenly changes what's happening on one end, what's happening to the household. So, suddenly, for example, we'll need uh, more uh, consumer durables. Now, as a VC, I don't know if I can capture, but one thing is for sure, every house will need a dishwasher. Yeah. Everybody will need a good quality machine.
1: And machine in a dry like this.
0: Dry like vest, right. Because you are doing it yourself, right? right. So suddenly, houses will have to be designed differently and... Uh, So, you can see, like, if a public market, this thesis will play out very well for next 20 years. The beauty of this, again, if you discuss government reforms, this problem of labor for household work is even more acute in smaller towns and smaller cities. So, those small towns and cities also will do a lot of consumer durables. So, how? A washing machine should actually be in a village also because a village can barely find labor for farm work. So, so, laundry, of course, you, villages also will find. Yeah. Now, it was not feasible so far. So, what's also happening in India, villages also are getting good quality power supply. Now, power has changed the dynamic. So that one reason people used to say Ki Indians don't adopt software, don't adopt hardware. Are bro, power mm. hi nahi hai. <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> How can you do digital payments yeah, yeah. when your phone is not, not charged? right? Charge. I think power situation yeah. is, I would say, the most underrated we don't celebrate it enough because all of this digital economy, you know, TikTok and share chat will be irrelevant because the the poor fellow doesn't have charge in his phone, right? All the broadband in the world is useless without power. Yeah. And we've got it only recently, right? And which is why we're seeing the effects of that. So if there is enough power in a village home, they all do consumer durables. Uh, they'll be able to use software. Accounting software can then be on cloud. Cloud software is synonymous with power, right? I mean, it goes hand yeah. in hand, right? So all of these things, I'd say that, you know, you keep discussing about these things, right? I mean, of course, uh, uh, I wish I was sharing a lot of the. <laughs> very happy to share. But the idea is that this is what you discuss. You don't discuss, oh, who's investing where and who's got a unicorn. All that is you to trust the process. If you spend 10, 11 years, you got a few winners, you know that you have to trust only the input. Rest is frankly all this value-add and all is also mm-hmm. like secondary. You have to just go behind the right trend, right team. Business model also will discover, distribution will discover. But these two things, the insight about the tailwind of the market and what is the founder market fit, right? So who's the right founder for this market? If the founder is somebody like Vyapar who really appreciates Understands who the buyer of the software is, yeah. has empathy, is happy to devote his life. So for example, in lending card, they are giving 5 lakh rupee loans to a small businessman. This is the only product, 3 year 5 lakh rupee loan is the only product they have done for last 9 years. They have done nothing else. They've done, they've not, not thought of BNPL, never thought of a personal loan, never thought of a bigger loan, no workingable financing, nothing. You have to love your segment to dedicate rest of your life yeah. to solving the need of only one segment, yeah. right? There is so much of money, so much of distraction yeah. for most of these companies, right? For share chat to say, yeah, maybe there is English language content, there is OTT, but I want to serve the people who are non-English and I connect with them. And that is what I will solve. Even if there's a TikTok opportunity in English or for the tier one audience, They didn't do it unless till they got the opportunity, right? So they dedicated their life and which is why founder market fit is very important, right? You get founders who sort of are coming because there's an opportunity and say, I want to capitalize my talent and uh, I'm happy to capitalize it wherever it's possible. Those founders can't dedicate it long enough to solving one problem and saying, okay, this is what I stand for. So founder market fit uh, and the market inside, we discussed both. And I think the insight in the founder and, you know, what kind of founders are appropriate and what went, goes wrong, which is why, uh, we, we sort of, you know, uh, discuss, uh, we, we usually, our guests sit behind a, behind a double glazed glass because they can't listen to what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> There's real, uh, non-political stuff, uh, politically incorrect stuff going on, discussion about founders and, and teams and, yeah. In fact, I would say there is an investor market fit also. So it's also important if the company is doing well, uh, who's the next investor? So For for example, some of the companies like uh, Lending Card you now did not have a traditional tier 1 VC because they didn't really understand the market. But Mayfield and Sama understood that market. Uh, they're ph- phenomenal early investors for us. ShareChat, again, Elevation and Lightspeed were phenomenal early investors because they understand the market. The partners great insights. To the market. So I think investor market fit also is another thing which you have to research and uh, find out. If you are lucky, of course, it's not like always I can't choose, but given, given a choice, at least I'll have priority of, okay, who's the right yeah. guy for this series A or series B.
1: And coming from one more insight is right. How you are able to discover these companies so early, like Kuku FM, you were the first check, two crores or ten crores valuation. <laughs> okay.
0: Valuation, of course, you know. I like I said, some of the founders have been very good to us. Yeah. Kuku FM founders were close friends of Gagan.
1: Okay.
0: And they allowed us a, you know, a very good price for that round because they wanted to work with us. Uh, uh,
1: really grateful to them. But uh, yeah, I mean, let's, I think, let's forget the price. Let's just go to discovering these very very early.
0: Same. If I am not early, I am not relevant. Put it other way. For me, being early is an existential problem. Right? I mean after the space is discovered. So now everybody knows neo banks, right? Yeah. People have been investing in neo banks even till today. Yeah. Right. Even now we've got still getting cross border neo banks and yeah. not right? Credit cards, maybe there is room for two, three more, all we know. I have no role to play there. Markets are discovered already. I mean like, you know, my half a million is like a one million is like a knife to a gun fight, yeah. right? So I have to be very early. I can't be three years early because my companies will die before. Yeah. The, but I have to be at least two to three years early before the market is. Uh, otherwise I have no reason to exist, right? I probably then should should work for a series B fund or a series A fund, larger fund. Hopefully somebody will give me a job. We we can survive only if we find out these new waves, new things, a year, two years ahead of the market. And that's why when you asked me earlier that, you know, uh, are you dropping your quality? No, I am simply taking more risk on the market. Uh, I'm able to get the best of the founders. And uh, also, there is a natural selection, positive selection. When a founder is comfortable in his skin to think three years ahead of the market, oh, this market will become large. Today, it isn't large. But I'm happy to take a risk that itself tells you a lot about the founder, right? I mean, today's market, somebody comes and says, oh, by the way, I want to build a social network. I mean, just imagine yeah. like, who's ready to do it, right? Everybody was ready to build a social network in May 2020. Yeah. And now all of them have gone their own way, right? But today, if somebody comes say, oh, no, I still find one problem, which is not solved, <laughs> it'll be good to see. Right? And, and uh, there is no funding available for those yeah. kind of things. So being a little bit uh, ahead of time, a little bit contrarian, also gives you the automatically access to better quality founders. Yeah. Right? Whereas if I want to fund the next credit card company, I mean like, you know, the founders will be, today founders will be mercenaries, yeah. you know, because they see an opportunity and they'll be good quality. But the investors will be like, you know, 20 million, 30 million table stakes there. I have no role to play there. So we, we have solved, we have solved, it wasn't like this earlier, right? Earlier with thesis, were, we had a thesis when I was, Madhukar and I were both investors earlier. But we initially had some hypothesis, but we realized that perpetually staying ahead in terms of thesis, which is why I, what I spoke about in you know, the rest of the world, I have to be able to take a bolder look at how the world will be. Uh, for example, AI, right? Now, the AI wave, how the world is seeing is that AI wave is there. We have to build the picks and serviles for yeah. adopting. GPT is the final product. Maybe there will be some Indian version and all sure. that. But build the picks and shovels, how to adopt AI and how to implement the LLMs and how to integrate and how to produce a specific output, yeah. specific sector, vertical, right? And that's how people are playing AI. I am seeing the AI the a different way. India, rest of the world still has a very serious software adoption problem. Yeah. Better in consumer software. I mean, just imagine Microsoft Word is so complex. I can bet you that 80% of the country or world cannot use even the basic features of Word, Excel, PowerPoint, right?
1: They just know how to type in it.
0: They know how to type in it. That's all, right? That's all. Nothing more. Uh, But I am saying now that AI is here, can AI remove the adoption gap or usability gap where developed country people who learned these softwares from childhood, they are adept. But people who are not from developed countries, people who are suddenly exposed to internet wave all over the world, they now need to adopt software. The problem, for example, we have in softwares like Pagarbook and Viapower and all, right? I mean, like configuring your software to change the payroll logic every month is going to be complex, right? I mean, you don't have a tech support and IT support. And these are first-time users. They use basic consumer apps. Can AI remove that, right? Can we remove the button-driven, memory-driven interface, complex interface in a software, right, can be removed with AI, right, I mean, uh, why do we need to have drop down buttons? Yeah. Because that I believe, drop down buttons, or for example, logical search strings, right? you've given Google to somebody, I mean, like, you know, writing a good Google search is actually something you acquire over, yeah. right, I mean, just, it's natural for you yeah. and I, oh, you want to know what time is this train, you type the train number, train time, stations. And then you have to be able to smart enough to surf the results also. right? Yeah. Hopefully AI can solve the problem better because AI should then know what ticket you bought recently and what yeah. timing is coming and solve the problem for you. The context can be given and, and the voice commands can become smarter. And I think some of these things that we've been taken granted for for consumer knowledge, behavior, yeah. simple things that we take so everybody should have an email. No People don't have yeah. an email, right? So I think AI, I would rather say the adoption of AI to remove the barrier of software adoption. And I think it'll again open up a market because 80% of the world is not using business software. I mean, even B2B sales platforms, you know, the fact that the guy has to go punch in a few numbers, select, he'll be shit scared. Hopefully AI as a layer will eliminate all of that adoption risk and, you know, variety of risk that this guy is going through. So I would rather play AI that way, you know, uh, Helping and teach software to the rest of the world. Adoption yeah. of, software adoption, rest of, of the, software. adoption of software. Uh, because I don't think sitting in India, uh, I have an edge in playing the
1: global AI revolution. global AI boom. Yeah,
0: I don't think so. I would love to. I wish I wasn't here. I was there, but I am where I am. Yeah. And uh, I still want to be ahead of uh, you know uh, the adoption curve. So I'm still hoping to use that in in the areas where we're already present in and the markets we're present in. I wouldn't chase saying oh suddenly I start doing uh, Silicon Valley, quasi Indian, NRI Indian, or Indian kids going abroad. I don't want to fund them. I mean that's I may fund one or two because I know them so well, but uh, that's That's not 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 your DNA. No, it it won't be, and that my portfolio won't be full of that. So you yeah, you can't pick a theme of the, the, the month and then say, okay, oh, this is working, so let's build a portfolio of that. Uh, some funds have the muscle and the money to do it, not us.
1: Another uh, interesting fact is that, uh, you know, you have kept your ownership requirements very high, which is required for fund modeling. Can you explain that? Why is required for fund modeling that kind of ownerships?
0: So, let's say, I don't know which company will do well, Yes. let's say. Okay. But we all know that if I do 20 companies in a fund.
1: And what is the current fund size?
0: Current fund size is 100 million. Yeah. So I plan to do around 40 companies in that. Mm-hmm. Okay? 30 to 40 companies. 3 to 4 companies will do well. All of these 3 to 4 companies will largely drive the total outcome. Yeah. And the rest of them will be even better. Maybe I'll make some money. But to return a hundred million fund by four times, which is conservative target, I target five times gross to return four times net to the investors. I have to return five hundred million dollars. These three four deals have to amongst themselves return five hundred million dollars. So let's say each deal has to give about one hundred fifty million to hundred to hundred fifty million. Each deal has to give back, right? Now, if I start with a 15% ownership, which I normally do right now, we put some more money, but, but towards the end we'll dilute. Maybe at the time of exit I'll own somewhere between five to ten percent. Yes. That means to, to get 100 million dollars back from this one company, the company has to be worth two billion, three billion, four billion. Which is like a big winner in yeah. here, right? I mean, even companies like uh, Nike, P T M, Zomato, they have still remained in even by and large single-digit billion yeah. outcome. And these are horizontals; they're not a lot of them. Most other unicorns also are in the one or two billion range yeah. right A very rare outcome, like a flip card. So my winner, great winner, has to give me 100 million dollars. Yeah. The which is why if I don't have ownership you know i have 3% of ownership in which i i sort of have in one of my company's share chat because there we couldn't do enough pro rata and the company diluted a lot yeah uh, in the later stages we're left with 3% ownership
1: and you took an exit partial exit
0: we did yeah we did but 3% ownership worked for a 20 million fund which yeah. it came from you know we, we kept diluting but for a 100 million fund if i don't have you know 5% 10% ownership yeah. so i have to start with a higher ownership There is no other model. You have to basically think of a fund returner. Your expectation from each and every company has to be it will return one of the fund, one X of the fund. So you, for example, if you're running a smaller fund, you can afford to take less equity, which actually is a good advantage for you. You know, I lose deals simply because
1: (laughs) they can't give 18, they can't give, they can't
0: give because, you know, there are other people who are committing, they're competing for the deal, you know. But you can squeeze into a company a fund and say, Okay, I'll take five percent, right? It'll work for you. That's the curse of running a slightly larger fund. Uh and and uh but you have to solve for that curse, right? You start buying logos and many a times you say, Oh, somebody else is leading the round. Can I put like, you know, I mean, if I have big enough people like Kunal in their seed yeah. round or Jupiter, Jitendra Gupta, mm-hmm. so many good founders who are raising fifteen, twenty, yeah. twenty-five in their seed rounds. I go with my one million, two million there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get three percent. It's a good logo collection. Yeah. But even when these companies are successful, it will be irrelevant for me. So you will have
1: one percent that let's say a large outcome.
0: One percent of a large outcome. Which will mean that, you know, let's say the large outcome is five billion dollars, I still get fifty million only.
1: And there'll be so many people competing for that one percent because you're not the alone one who wants to exit.
0: I agree. And and let's say exit is a separate solution. I have four companies which are 1% ownership, 2% ownership. Yeah. I get 20, 30, 50 million from each. Four winners. So I have four good winners. All of them are big unicorns. But all I collect is $200 million on a base of 100. It yeah. just won't, won't move the needle, right? Uh, so you have to have high ownership. And uh, I agree it's a tricky situation. Yes. But I don't see any... Which is why the only discipline is to say no and not worry about collecting logos. We have said no to very good companies, very reluctantly. Uh, For example, one of the companies that I really uh, missed was MPL. Okay. Uh, Sai, we had funded his previous company.
1: Which one was that? Uh, This uh,
0: Creo, the hardware phone, smartphone, right? Uh, And. He came back and he raised a 5 million round. Now, of course, there was Bnext, there was Sequoia. Sequoia was leading the round. And we had very little allocation in that. I had. I still love Sai, what he's been able to do. But ownership was so low that we did the math and realized that uh, it just won't solve the fund returning problem. And we stayed away from there.
1: Like Fareed and Bhanu are starting another company. Hmm. So I believe they'll get equally high valuation, that's above 20 million.
0: Yes. Occasionally, some founders like Farid and Bhanu are very generous yeah. as returning founders to small funds like us. And, uh, we are hoping to do some of these deals. Uh, Farid has been exceptionally generous, Farid and Bhanu. Uh, now of pep.live has been exceptionally generous to give us good ownership. Masai, uh, um, yeah, Pratik has been ex- exceptionally generous with us. And some of these founders, you know, we're really uh, uh, blessed that they have actually given back to us uh, and we have decent ownership and and we're, you know, uh, disproportionate compared to the size of our funds there.
1: So how do you balance between uh, the founder expectation that, hey, diluting more for me is causing the company harm in the long run because large VCs might... Say, your company is already diluted 40% by the time you hit a series A. No,
0: we don't. We, You're right, Siddharth. I, We haven't done a single deal uh, where we have taken more than 20. We'd never take. We'll restrict our ownership to uh, teens.
1: But do you feel, the com- because it's very uh, highly unlikely by the time the company hits a series A, they would have missed a couple or even three rounds. That's
0: very the current phenomenon. You are right. Yeah. Right, we have bridge upon bridge upon. <laughs> <laughs> right? sheet, sheet, sheet yes, sheet yes. plus Yes. Yeah. I plus, think it's just like. Yeah. So <laughs> basically, the number of rounds. I think to some extent, it's also that founders don't know. One of the things that you know, I like to work with founders. Is, okay, what do you have to prove, yeah. right? Uh, and what your proof for next round has to depend on the market environment, right? Yeah uh what founders are used to is spending money on CAC yeah. and showing growth in lieu of p m f yeah. right or anything else uh what investors today want is great margins, large market, yeah. some early signs of p m f early signs of leadership, and they don't care about growth so I think uh this iterative process of what do I need to prove uh that becomes very long It takes four or five years and you dilute in rounds. It's a sad story. I think uh, after the first seed round, everybody around the board has to first say that let's buy three years of time. Burning a seed round in 12 months itself is a mistake, right? It's taking that long. And then not chase growth immediately. Chase proof of a large market. You know, chase for some kind of a pull from the customer. Uh, Slower process. And uh, founders have to value their equity. Uh, I would blame not the VCs here. Uh, I'd blame the founders because they have sought lot of validation and uh, street cred from peers by raising round upon round. Right. It's not about how much you own of your company, how much you raise. So founders, particularly the tech bro founders, yes. they don't have a wealth creation mindset. You know, they are not saying I have to, I have to increase my wealth. So, it's not a wealth optimization problem. How much am I diluting versus how much I own? You know, if I don't raise money, what am I letting go of versus ownership? They're simply saying, oh, I don't care about dilution. I'll keep raising because, you know, everybody else around me is raising. That and race amongst tech bros is the is the reason.
1: And they forget 1x ex- liquidation preference at the time of exit. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they,
0: I think you're right. I mean, liquidation stack and fact that every large round, yeah, Put so much of undue pressure. Founder has to know in his heart and usually know that they don't have PMF. Investors are simply speculating. You know, investors are hoping sometimes, they are desperate to invest that PMF has been arrived. So founder, after every round has to spend money because he's already promised to everybody, I have PMF already, right? But three, four rounds of money you spend without having PMF. Yeah. And then if you've seen so many of the unicorns, they are finding PMF after... After, <laughs> after becoming, becoming unicorn. Becoming unicorn. Like, then monetization is coming after PMF. After PMF, right? So we... <laughs> and uh, sadly, many of the companies I'm seeing now, who actually were able to discover PMF, but have no
1: money to grow, because they are a unicorn. And too expensive f- for anyone to invest in.
0: Too expensive or people just lost interest. Yeah. And, but the founder finally found PMF, right? So, So I think... Founders to some extent have to be greedy and there I feel that this culture we used to have around, you know, this business class, family business, where people wanted to create wealth
1: yeah,
0: and not just name and fame, right? It's, nobody cares about like, you know, how much PR you have and what people think. It's what your wealth is that counts. I think some of these young tech bro founders are very qualified, very sharp people, they need to they need to aspire about creating wealth, right? I, I would say that we index unnecessary saying of you want to change the world. Founders basically say changing the world means raising a lot of money. But I think uh your founder is greedy and ambitious saying no no, no I want to make a lot of wealth for
1: myself. Wealth for top hundred employees in my company and first is yes. myself and then
0: optimizing wealth is what they have to solve for. Yeah. But I think the society in general or culture... Despises wealth. <laughs> despises wealth. We have
1: seen too much young, angry Amita bachchan Yes. So, that, <laughs> so true. So, so
0: and you also don't want to be like that traditional businessman yeah. who is accumulating wealth, right? right? You feel that what I am spending with my high burn, you feel you are giving away yeah. back. You are not giving away. You are <laughs> flittering away the wealth of your employees also, yeah. for that matter, right? And of your shareholders and your own. So many Unicorn founders, all they have achieved is maybe a 2 million, 5 million, 10 million secondary exit, and they have nothing else to show for it. Now, that is nothing. I mean, most people, good qualified people make more than that in a ESOP of a, uh, of a
1: Of a large, let's say, uh, uh, of a fang. India mart kind of.
0: Or a fang also. They make more money than that, right? So that's a lost opportunity. Uh, I think uh, that, I think I'd blame it on founders, I'll, uh, and founders are like that because of the culture. I think media, for example, media should be publishing the top 100 richest founders of India who have created wealth for themselves, real wealth. Instead, we make a list of unicorn founders. Yeah. There's such a big gap between the two, right?
1: I think media is selling whatever gets, gets them the click bits. And India media has been designed, like, even if you see Aasthab on any news channel. See that? We'll get a clickbait in richest founders of India also.
0: I feel because frankly, if we let's start deciding top ten founders of India, tech founders who are richest. Yeah, it's a complex mathematics, yes. like you said, <laughs> ownership into <laughs> preference. That you know, I think we'll uh, it'll be a very interesting exercise. And then suddenly wealth creation will be in spotlight. You mentioned India Mart. Yeah, that's wealth creation. Fifty percent ownership of a company. Yeah. You know, uh and probably India Mart founders looks like they are richer than PTM founders. Right? <laughs> both are great founders, yeah. but then, you know, wealth creation, uh, one trumps the other. And both of these founders are better than a Zomato founder, which is probably the largest out of the yeah. three companies. So I think it will be interesting to make a list of those. Even look at Flipkart founders, right? Uh Flipkart is much, much, much bigger company. Yeah. And you'll find a MapMyIndia or a India Mart kind of a listed Map company. MapMyIndia
1: today, founder would be, I think, as equal as rich as Bansal Because he, he owns the company 100%. And the like that's Unipan the now. point.
0: Uh, I think it's not 100%, but a sizable yeah. majority ownership. And that's the point, right? And uh, I think we need to celebrate those lists, yeah. right? And the advantage is that these the, the kind of uh, continuity, the sad part is, if you dilute too much, you can't, Really ride the whole, most of the unicorn founders then sort of get off. Yeah. Very few have gone to IPO. They lose control of the company, M&A or they have external yeah. CEO. So you know, that after you become a unicorn, let's say, and let's say you're in a high growth market, you multiply for 20 years for 20%. That's about 38 times of growth. 20 years, 20%. Yeah. So you can multiply your wealth and your shareholder wealth by about 40 times in next 20 years, but only if you're in control as a founder. Most founders, when they dilute too much, they become irrelevant and get kicked out of their companies in 10 years, which happened to some of the names that we mentioned. And then they don't get the remaining 40x because you know, the real juice is when you become profitable, when you list, you already are established as a monopoly. That is when you need to capitalize to create real generational companies. So what we have created, Unicorns. But we haven't created institutions like like uh, Microsoft or Google or Netflix or Amazon who after IPO have multiplied for 20 more years. Yeah. That we haven't seen. And the sad part is that maybe some of the companies will do well but mostly will not be driven by the founders. And that's where founders are missing out. Uh, too much of short term focus, yeah. I would say. Uh, I,
1: I think... Uh, what happened is because the wealth was coming from the West, and large growth rounds were happening from the West, right? Our our models were dictated by how West thought. And models Unicorn was with, concept Yes, uh, we
0: was, yeah. was uh, borrowed from We were, we were sort of Doing another round of outsourcing work, <laughs> <laughs> basically <laughs> doing a custom solution to yeah. what the growth capital wanted, yes. right? <laughs> so founders became service providers yeah. instead of the the investors becoming service That's providers, true. right? Founders became service providers. Oh, you want a unicorn? Okay. That's yeah. how you'll we'll engineer it. Yeah. these yeah. are the best yeah. problem solvers in the country. So true. <laughs> they are intelligent people, right? they are smart people. They sort of saying here, okay, I can either become a wealth creator Yeah. Or, I mean, sad to use this word, I can become a mercenary. Oh, you want a unicorn? I got you a unicorn. Yeah. Okay. What do I have to show? I have to show 3x growth. Next quarter, let me burn some money, I'll raise some more money, right? So, this is what they were doing. That's I would say that's not entrepreneurship. We talk about it, right? They simply saw an opportunity and provided a custom solution. Uh, I hope that many of these founders and newer founders now realize the folly. Uh the only thing is that we don't have a lot of, uh, successful role models.
1: I, I, agree to that point. Even today I was uh, debating that, for example, ideal Onions SaaS. In India, India doesn't have a rich culture of producing 40-50 million RR SaaS companies. Role models. Role models and a c- yes. culture also, right? Absolutely. We don't talk about 40-50 million RR Very
0: few, right? And yeah. even the few who are there, like browser stack, yeah. we don't celebrate them yeah. enough they the also the people don't relate to these companies yeah. In year you know, they are not funded yeah. uh, i am a funded company so unfunded companies are not my role model that's yeah. unfair uh, and i think it much much easier for example consumer brands you know so that i saw a fashion brand called snitch uh, some 200 uh, sorry 20 crores of monthly revenue apparently fully bootstrapped the company can probably go to IPO in three years okay. and may raise one, maximum two rounds. This guy will own majority of his company okay. at IPO. And uh, it's in uh, men's fashion, fast fashion, doing very well. The only thing is that, again, people will not relate to this. Yeah. Right? I think re- choosing role role models only from the tech bro culture, where you say OZOHO is different, Zerodha is different, even Nike is different. I will select with people, (laughs) you know, selectively. There are hardly any role models left. I think we, a few people, if they create wealth, I think, matter of time, uh, when we see first five companies with 50 million error, where founders own majority of their company, I think uh, this thinking will change. We need some real wealth creation uh, role models.
1: You are right. And and it again uh, raises the question of, right? lot of funds have laid, raised so much large amount of money. When I go to US or other developed countries, uh, you know, talking to LPs, they say, how will they return? They say for a fund who has raised $2 billion, they need to return $10 billion. The
0: math, let's do a math for a 500 million fund. It's a yeah. median fund now. Yeah. Right? I mean, Some of my peers are sort of inching towards that number yeah. now. 500 million, let's say you start with 20% ownership. Yeah. Let's say you don't dilute a lot, yeah. right? So, let's say you are at 15% at time of exit. It's a very generous number. 15 is a lot. 15% at time of exit. To do a fund returner, your winner has to be worth 3-4 billion dollars. Right? That's like a lot of muscle power in a winner. It will take a lot a of pressure. A lot time.
1: of pressure also. Yes. Like, like you could take money of sugar at 500 million. Yes. Because you had a luxury of a smaller so, fund. So true. So and the, larger uh, equity also in that So, company. the
0: problem is... That because a one billion dollar outcome is not enough for you, you are forcing every company yeah to become five billion ten billion twenty billion right whether the company or the market is ready for it or yeah. not you because that's the only thing that works for you yeah. one billion two billion outcome doesn't work for you and uh that pressure sort of also leads you to wrong selection i mean uh for example founders who are adept at selling themselves, right? I mean, there's a term for it, very really, you know, like storytelling. I mean, of course, yeah. But, you know, let's focus on building also. So I think then your selection, because you have a pressure of building a 10 billion company, you select founders who can raise the way to 10 billion. Yeah. You want people who can attract good people. You want to grow fast. So you hire certain set of mercenaries. You've seen some people circulating across startups, right? Uh, because there's a pressure, so a lot of fundamentals, uh, you know, companies become 10 billion because they have done well. It's a great outcome. But you have to force everyone through some of these measures and through a selection. Uh, that's what the problem, I think. Uh, and hence, many of these funds may not even do like uh, 2x, 3x. Uh, I, I do believe India is a great market. So I will not say that it's impossible to return a 2 billion fund. Uh even that will work. But returns will not be as great. I, I feel that in current phase, if uh, expectations are reasonable, you can service a 500 million fund also. Uh, it just won't be early stage returns. Uh, we have a nomenclature problem here. Yes. <laughs> where where very large funds are calling themselves early stage funds. That may not necessarily work out.
1: And because what the truth of the market is, whatever VC funds return, the the real uh, money today back to their LPs, that's a global representation of India in the startup market. That's the truth. That is what I have found out. Yes. Last three months, like one month in Dubai and two months in the US.
0: It should be that way, right? I mean, uh, people should be accountable for returns. Yes. And I think uh, we haven't done a great job of returning money. We have sporadic incidents. Flipkart was a f- phenomenal outcome. A uh, lot of secondary now has gone in Lenskart and a few companies. But uh, I feel that like next two, three years, we'll see some good IPOs, well-priced IPOs. They may not return money as per original expectations, but it will set the expectation of what a good outcome is, right? So MAMARTH pricing, digit yeah. pricing.
1: MAMARTH is back to a good pricing right right
0: now. A fair pricing will give a reverse feedback to everybody as yeah. to what is the real fair expectation of exit size.
1: Yeah.
0: Founders should use that anchoring to decide how much they want to dilute and how much wealth they will want for themselves, yeah. and how how much capital in a lifetime. Maybe in India, you probably don't want to raise more than fifty million capital ever. Yeah. Maybe that's the magic number. Right? Maybe only in very big category like Flipkart or Zomato you raise more than that. That's about it, right? Yeah. Even for sugar, 40, 50, maximum hundred. Maybe hundred is too too much for sugar to raise. Uh, all of this will probably become clear. Some of it is already becoming clear. If, for example, Paytm and Zomato knew. That all they will achieve is what their current market cap is. Then maybe they would have played it differently. Yeah. All the investors, the late stage investors would have played it differently. I think that correction will happen. It hopefully will reflect on fund sizes also. Because the correction then will, reflect, should reflect in fund sizes. And I think, uh, but having said that, I wouldn't say that everybody who's raising a 600 million fund or 500 million fund is not aligned. I think their LPs that should be aligned to the expectations, right? I think uh, there is no such, in India, you don't have a 500 million early stage return. That's a growth return and you'll get a growth return. Uh, you can still do 20-25% IRR in India. I think uh, we're doing very well as an economy. Many of these funds have uh, very good people, lot of institutional memory and, uh, and because they've done one or two cycles of mega funds, they've learned that also very well. So, <laughs> People have sort of not done very, very well with large funds. Uh, Good people with one or two rounds of learning will will improve for sure.
1: And uh, India has seen in a 10 years horizon of time, right? New VC funds emerge. In 2002, 2003, there was ICIC Ventures and a bunch of others. In 2012, 13, you started Prime Ventures and all the folks of that. Pedigree and era, India, right? And 2022, 2023, right? Folks like us are starting in niche categories like only yes, to be I
0: think focused. after every uh i'd say burst and bubble cycle, yeah, after every burst, you will see a new crop of investors, and uh it's good creative i I like this process of Kal chakra yeah. so while newer funds are coming, some of the previous funds are going out also right both ways uh enough funds are either changing permanently or going out of existence uh it's good kal chakra is important for you know the churning of yeah <laughs> uh but overall the momentum is positive right i think uh, every kal chakra we are accreting. we are adding more things and uh, that's a big positive i there was a time when i used to worry 3 4 years ago that are uh, do we have too many funds we have too many funds if all of them will be permanent. Yeah. But to your question, they won't be permanent. right? It's okay. You will see, and you know, sometimes as fund managers, we are like, oh my God, this guy's already raised so much money without doing much. But that's okay. That's just a draw of luck in a bubble cycle. Yeah. But they, they do soon enough, do go out. right? Sometimes the way we wonder, oh, this company doesn't deserve to be a unicorn. Uh, and uh, it takes three, four years extra. But uh, after one bus cycle, they'll yeah. go out of business. I think similarly, VC strategies or VC teams combinations have had the same thing. They look successful for a while, whereas insiders wonder. But then uh, eventually, you know, uh, they have to go through a churn uh, and they do go through a churn. So it's a good, good creative problem to have because if if we were like a monopoly market, it would be no fun. I think it will be difficult to fund innovation then i think it's good for founder startup ecosystem that we have good level of churn good level of uh, even within firms there is good level of churn right i think it's very positive that way i would say funds are also agile they are reinventing themselves quite smartly you know excel for example if you see yeah. there is a full new generation which has taken over right and very very nice high quality transition happening there yeah. so some funds have rediscovered themselves yeah
1: and it's amazing right how this cycle is playing out uh, right now as it's, we are sitting right now in a bust. Right now, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it
0: is, there is a cycle right now.
1: Uh, but you know,
0: I feel that by and large, yes, there were some corporate governance issues that happened. Uh, which I, I'm sure all the firms will take course correction yeah. for. Valuation entry problem was not of Indian firms. Indian firms were beneficiary of high valuations. Yeah. They were not a victim of it. Yeah. The churn is happening in global money coming into India. That's the bigger churn. So the hedge funds and our usual suspects, I think they will see a lot of churn. That actually, you know, which is not bad. I don't want people to raise a 50 million, 100 million growth round. I would rather they go to, to IPO directly, right? Yeah. So not having a lot of 100 million checks into India, net-net will be it positive for positive everybody. Everybody, yeah, yeah. I think I wouldn't regret on the contrary, if they come, then I would wonder what, like, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe we, we need to simply, as a policy, start exits in some of these growth rounds. Uh, but lack of growth capital 100 million plus actually is going to be a big positive for India. As an economy, I think 1 to 5 billion is a good range for IPO and uh, even half a billion out by IPO. Yes. Founders should be re- solving for half a billion to 5 billion out IPO. Without growth capital. Which, which
1: are the 3 to 4 companies that are lined up for IP in the next 12 months or 16 months in your portfolio?
0: So, hopefully, we'll see Lending cart and Sugar first. Uh, there's a company called Okter. It's a home automation. They build these uh, Paytm sound boxes. The profitable yeah. company, electronics outsourcing. Uh, maybe in 18 months, they'll go. Uh, a little bit later... And uh, maybe in thirty-six months we are hoping for ShareChat. Uh there are other considerations around ShareChat and IPO, but they'll be ready too. You know, they have already like a hundred million plus uh revenue run rate. Uh will break even in twelve months. So we'll be ready. But we we'll probably might take a little longer, you know, more stable revenues in yeah. there. Uh these are the companies that I envisage right now. Uh, but uh already because we have a few we have sort of tasted blood already as to how good IPOs can be for like some of us. Which
1: ones you have tasted blood, for example?
0: We've tasted blood in the sense of uh, where our series B companies need to go, right? right. So because I know Sugar and Lending Cut are so close, I'm already prepping Jiva Ishindra, for example. He is like very aligned. He's saying, no, no, I understood the formula now. Not going to raise a lot of capital. I will not burn a lot. I don't want to grow beyond natural profitable growth and this is a company which is already like, you know, sizable revenue and uh, they're like, no, no, we'll go for IPO and maybe again, three years, the founder is aiming for an IPO instead of uh, raising successive growth yeah. capital rounds. Uh, many other companies like uh, FleetX, for example, is saying, okay, I don't want to go abroad to justify high valuation. Yeah. I'd rather be the number one fleet automation software in India and go IPO th- that way. Hence, suddenly the way you spend your money becomes very different, right? Yeah. Because you don't want to raise a lot of capital for Indian market. Yeah. Uh, so I think, and we'll get a lot more, sooner than our portfolio, we'll get feedback from some of the companies lined up, Swiggy will be there, uh, Digit is there. Some of those. Uh, Mamas Mama are yeah.
1: 31st October. Are, exactly. Yeah.
0: So those are like even better. Yeah. Numbers, yeah. I'm looking very keenly looking forward to that, because it just gives feedback to everybody back, Yes. They've done a very good job. They've not raised a lot of capital. So, it'll be good to see uh, good wealth creation for the founders also this time.
1: And each IPO from India, the next time, you know, you and I go to, to countries like US or Middle East or even Singapore to raise money.
0: Oh, yes. It,
1: it, it, it's so beneficial, right? Every I mean, IPO.
0: Even more important that the, these IPOs are happening in India. Yeah. Right? Domestic market, very well traded, uh, sought after. And most of these IPOs, including even, even uh, companies which didn't do very well have come back now in public markets. They've done quite well. So the reception from domestic wealth, see, see that we have about two billion dollars of retail money coming into stock markets every month, right? That is the exit target. That is how we should get exit, right? So much of money is coming in yeah. looking for high growth stocks. So that should be the natural exit. So Indian markets theoretically can give 30, 40 billion of exit just from, uh, retail money. Yeah. And couple with uh, institutional money, 50 billion exits we can give from public markets, right? And that's the big pool of exits. Yeah. Uh, all of us VCs and founders have to solve for that exit route.
1: I think a, a solution which, because we bad the best problem solvers, right? From IITs, yes. from all institutions. I think it, uh, could be helping founders solve the one problem of 50 million ARR.
0: Yes. 50 million ARR at 50 million capital raise. Yeah.
1: If you say,
0: do that 50-50 combination, you will not dilute a lot. Yeah. And you will reach 50 million ARR. You will hopefully be profitable by that time. And then you can list whenever you want to. Yeah. In SaaS particularly, I feel increasingly, it's happening in many businesses, there will be enough M&A opportunities also. Because like I said, in 10 years, uh, rest of the world becomes a more important m M&A and market. Than just pure America, so yeah. I think uh, we'll get good opportunities there and good wealth creation. We we haven't seen uh, people becoming really like you know a uh, few level of money, right? Yeah. A few hundred million dollars. We haven't seen a lot of yes. those. We need to see some of those role models where people say, okay, this is real wealth and this is how it works.
1: So if you see right, I have studied these markets by being there very closely. U.S. has 300 million of population. 40 million millionaires, dollar, yes. proper millionaires. Yes. In the US. Yes. And it's all that got created in the last 40-50 years of wealth creation. Yes. Wealth both creation
0: through uh, IPO listed companies, yes. by and large. They yeah. were part of companies. Some both companies, both, and yeah. Uh,
1: let's say even uh, on ground, like Walmart or somebody like Facebook, yes. both the mechanism. What happened in other geographies, for example, in Middle East, there are, across all countries there are 100 families that control the entire area. True, true. It's so not distributed. Wealth creation hasn't happened. In, those In
0: India also, it was concentrated till now. This is the first time that uh, Indians can actually distribute wealth. And some companies like Flipkart have indeed yeah. distributed a lot of wealth. PTM, Zomato, etc. Also, but I think we can do much wider distribution now. Yeah. You're right. And I think for now, forget employees. I'm worried about founders not creating enough wealth yeah. for themselves. Yeah. You know, I think getting a platform. And uh, getting out with a 2 million secondary exit, that's a shame.
1: That's a shame. I agree. Yeah. If, if IPO is possible at 50 million ARR.
0: It yeah. is possible. I think there is serious demand. I mean, we are seeing, for example, India Mart, the revenue was around 300 crore rupees uh, at a time of uh, listing. Now they have done 3x from there and the company is probably 10x from IPO. So, the the revenue multiple went from 6x to yeah. I think some 20x. right? It's a phenomenal re-rating of the company. Uh, public markets probably will... I've, in India, public markets are giving more premium valuation to many of these companies yeah. than private markets. Yeah. right? Which is why uh, another reason for it to be lucrative. And then, once you list, you have another 20-year run with 20% multiple. So, you can yeah. do a 40x after listing if you control the company. Yeah. And I think that way... We'll have a lot more creation after listing also. A lot more wealth creation after listing. So you my, know. my thing to Sugar Founders was the same. We had a conversation that, uh, okay, you own maybe 20% of the company. It's fine. Not too high, yeah. unfortunately. But how about we list today? At 500 mil, for example. 500 million, for example. At 100
1: mil net run rate.
0: Let's say we list at 100 million net run rate. And we multiply the company 20 times. Sorry, 20% for 20 years. That's 40 times, right? And they're yeah, yeah, We can do, if we don't have to raise, uh, don't have to justify external capital, 20% we, we think we can do organically yeah. without raising additional capital. Good, no dilution. Yes. 40X multiple in 20 years, right? And they're still young. Yeah, They'll still be enjoying the fruits of their labor for next 20 years. Yeah, And they can actually create, if you can figure out the right formula for multiplying for 20 more years, then it'll be a $20 billion company. Now, and it'll be a company which would have stayed in the market for 20 years, right? Yes. That'll be something. You know, we haven't produced the equivalent of a Hindustan Lever or a, you know, Asian Paints or Bajaj Finance or Titan. We haven't produced those kind yes. of companies, uh, out of startups right now. Yeah. Uh, we need to see some of those. Then, then I think real magic will happen when they become the role models and, and inspirations.
1: Right. Well, thank you so much, Anand. Welcome. It's been a wonderful conversation with you. Absolutely. Learned a all lot.
0: Always a pleasure.